Jeff Hudson. Welcome to Relational Gravity, the podcast that helps you measure, understand, and build the relationships that make you and your organization successful. Today, let's talk about engagement. Engagement seems to be a powerful buzzword these days, but the problem with buzzword is that we all use them, but we very seldom agree on what they mean. Today, I'll give you five points to help you understand what engagement can be, and we'll explore how to put it to work for your organizational retirement plan. First, the five points. Engagement is a choice. Engagement requires hope. Engagement is powered by relationships. Engagement is an action state of being. And an engagement score is meaningless if it doesn't measure action. So first, let's talk about that choice. The key to engagement is the concept of discretionary effort. That's definitely not the effort you're required to make. That's the effort you choose to give. When planned retirement participants are engaged, they're more likely to use the discretionary effort it takes to become active in their financial health, including preparing for retirement. Very little discretionary effort is required by participants in a retirement plan. If it's a defined benefit plan, all you have to do is show up to work, get paid, and earn service credit. In a defined contribution plan, we want to see a little bit more effort. You may need to specify an asset allocation. But even then, if you fail to make a choice, you'll probably be defaulted into something, more than likely a target date fund. You can use a similar definition for your employees. Giving your organization a more than expected discretionary effort is an option, not a requirement. Your organization may have very high expectations for that minimum effort. But even then, it's an employee's choice of whether to go the extra mile. As a leader, you do have a profound opportunity, should you choose to accept it to positively influence the engagement that delivers game-winning discretionary effort. While engagement may be a choice, it does begin with a process, and that process can be modeled and managed. Many organizations, and especially communicators, struggle with this process. The belief is that awareness, sprinkled with little persuasive language, is all you need to get folks engaged. A newsletter may make your participants or employees aware of what you want them to do. But that awareness alone will never deliver the discretionary effort needed to achieve the aspirations of your mission or vision or the potential of somebody's retirement planning process. I provide my clients a model that embraces the five steps your customers, participants, or employees take on the way to engagement. Ignore those five steps. Leave your employees or plan participants stranded at awareness, and you're more than likely going to be disappointed in the results. Engagement requires hope. Hope energizes people. Engagement requires a sense of empowerment. You will not engage in something you find hopeless. When retirement plan participants are engaged, they are inspired with hope. They're more likely to make the discretionary effort it takes to become active in their financial health, including preparing for retirement. If they believe there's no chance they can do much to achieve a successful retirement, if they have no hope, they're simply not going to try. When your employees become engaged, it's because they hope and believe that they can make a difference in the things that they, and hopefully you, care about. Regardless of your religious beliefs, let's consider the wisdom of the popular serenity prayer. In that prayer, we ask for the serenity to, one, accept the things we cannot change, two, the courage to change the things we can, and three, the wisdom to know the difference. Your employees or plan participants must believe they can make a difference before they tap the courage it takes to give discretionary effort. 
Consider the opposite, disengagement. That's what people do when they accept something they cannot change. Engagement also is powered by relationships. People simply don't become actively engaged in complete isolation. We love to see teams win, and we love being on a winning team that plays well together. This is why we love the Super Bowl, the NCAA basketball tournament, and Soccer's World Cup. Whether cheering from the stands or in front of the television, we feel part of a team's success. It takes engagement to win, and that nearly always requires great relationships. A talented team with lousy internal relationships is less likely to advance to the Sweet 16 than that band of brothers from an unknown school clawing their way through the tournament bracket. And let's face it, there's nothing quite so sweet as playing on an inspired and winning team at work or in some other life venture. Whether it's a relationship with a supervisor, a group of customers, a faith community, or a financial advisor, people tend to be motivated by people. And that's where trust comes in. What is trust? Well, the dictionary tells us it's the assured reliance on the character, ability, strength, or truth of someone or something. It's a cousin to engagement. Trust can be measured and managed. I use an internationally proven set of five key trust indicators, but for today, we'll let trust be defined by the negative impact that happens when it's not there. If you don't trust a teammate to play in the team's best interest, you're less likely to pass him the ball. If you don't trust the source of retirement financial income, you're not likely to act on it. If you don't trust your supervisor, you will be watching your back instead of engaging in your firm's future. Poor relationships and lack of trust will kill engagement as quickly as Roundup zaps your backyard weeds. Engagement is an action state of being. Remember in junior high science when you discuss potential and kinetic energy? Think of potential energy as your car, parked, gassed up, and ready to drive to the beach. It has all the potential to take you on an awesome trip, but right now, it's going nowhere. Now, kinetic energy is your car going down the interstate at 70 miles an hour, windows down, radio on, and the faint smell of the ocean growing stronger by the moment. Engagement is an action state of being. It is you driving to the beach. It's not the collection of vacation destination bookmarks forgotten in your web browser. It is your retirement plan's participants setting a budget, working a plan to get out of debt, and contributing toward a retirement savings goal. It is not the online planning tool they used last year before getting discouraged and logging off. And it's your employee going the extra mile for your customers or a coworker. It is not your employee giving the required eight hours of competent work every day. And this gets us to our final point. An engagement score is meaningless if it does not measure action. If your survey shows high engagement scores but no action, I'd argue you really don't have engagement. All you really have is a gassed up car parked in your driveway. Until you find the keys and driving directions, you're not going anywhere, especially the beach, anytime soon. So remember the points we just made. Engagement is a choice. Engagement requires hope. Engagement is powered by relationships, and those relationships must have a foundation in trust. Engagement is an action state of being, and an engagement score is meaningless if it does not measure action. Do you need some help defining and measuring engagement or putting it to work in your organization? Visit relationalgravity.com to find additional resources for your engagement journey and a way to contact me. Thank you for listening to this Relational Gravity podcast. Remember, it's about relationships always. 